you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Daniel chapter 3, and I'm going to begin with verse number 14. I'm going to read a few verses from Daniel chapter 3. Beginning with verse number 14, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sukmet, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us out of the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, everybody say, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. But if not. What he is saying is, is regardless of the outcome, my mind is made up. My mind is made up. Would you thank the Lord tonight if you have a made up mind? Hallelujah. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. It was May 1940. The political and military situation in Europe was catastrophic. Seven years earlier, Adolf Hitler had gained absolute power in Germany and immediately rearmed his nation. On September the 1st, 1939, he invaded Poland and then turned his fury on the nations of Western Europe. 
Hitler's lightning war, as it was known, rumbled almost unopposed through Norway, Denmark, Holland, Luxembourg, and Belgium. The French army, which most military experts believed would hold its on against Germany, was humiliated. In only 40 days, they were defeated. Nearly 500,000 British and French troops were trapped in a tiny coastal enclave called Dunkirk, where they faced certain annihilation. Hitler's armed divisions were only 15 miles away. As the British people anciently waited the words of, the, of their fate, a three-word message was transmitted from the besieged army. And it was Daniel chapter 3, verse 18. But if not, it sent a message to all of the people that regardless what the outcome was, we are determined to fight until death. In Daniel, the third chapter, the scripture says that our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And we are confident in that he said he will deliver us out of thine hand. What Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were saying was very clear. King, you really are not in charge of the outcome. Either way, the Lord will deliver us out of your hand. We'll be out of your hand in the fiery furnace or through the fiery furnace, but either way, we're going through. But if he chooses not to deliver us out of the fiery furnace, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will still not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up, we have made up our mind and we are determined to fight until the end. Picking back up with my story that I opened with, the Allied troops were trapped on the shores of Dunkirk by the evil Nazi empire with no hope of escape. Yet they were declaring, we will do our duty. We will fight until the end. Our God, we are confident our God will save us. But even if he doesn't, we will faithfully take the last stand against evil here. They had a made-up mind. We often respond to tragedy and say, you know, if God would do this for me, then I would do that for him. But I've never seen God intimidated by the threats of humanity. But I have seen people who have made up their mind and said, regardless what the outcome is, my mind is already made up. Whether he delivers us or whether he doesn't, my mind is still made up. I have a made up mind. God doesn't work on our bartering. We can't barter with God. We can't, we can't negotiate with him. We need to make up our mind. That regardless of what the outcome is, still will I trust him. Still I'm going to serve him. If he never does another thing for me, he's already done enough. 
If you were here this morning, I talked about some of the miracles that I've seen in my lifetime. I'm here to remind you again tonight that regardless what he does for me in my future, he's already done enough for me that I've made up my mind that God's been good to me. He's been faithful to me. And if he never does another thing, I still owe him everything. My faithfulness is not predicated on what God does in my future or what He is willing to do for me. But my faithfulness is predicated upon the fact I know who He is and I know who He is because I've already experienced Him. And like I preached this morning, I am a believer. And tonight I'm telling you, I have a made up mind because I know that my Redeemer liveth so that I can live and walk in victory. We all want our answer, and we want it now. We all want our healing, and we want it now. We all want the blessing, and we want it now. But my faithfulness will not depend upon if my answer comes or when my answer comes. Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane in Luke, the 22nd chapter, saying, Father, if it be possible, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Everybody say, nevertheless. He said, "If it, in, in the human realm, if it would be possible, I would prefer that to happen. But nevertheless, said, regardless of what the outcome is, I've got a made up mind. I'm going all the way to the cross. If it be possible, I want to find another way to redeem man. If it be possible, I'd do it another way. But nevertheless... Oh, if some of us would get a made-up mind, and regardless what comes in our life, if we could just look around us and say, nevertheless. Nevertheless, trouble comes, nevertheless. I will not be, I will not be depressed, I will not be defeated, nevertheless. I have a made-up mind, I'm going forward. Nevertheless, trouble comes, nevertheless, I move forward. Nevertheless, I serve God. Nevertheless, I'll still praise Him. I was part of a church for a season of time in my younger years. You could always tell what kind of day that the organ player, back in those days, all the music was led from the organ. And our, our musician was, was on the organ. You could always tell what kind of, what kind of week that she had had by the, by the way she opened service. Sometimes it was, man, we were dragging. We'd come in on Sunday night ready to worship and shout, and she'd come in and all the song choices. And it was, it was weeping and moaning and mourning and complaining, and she had been through so much, and it came through in the songs. She sang them with a sad voice. She led with a sad voice. I'm here to tell you tonight, my worship and my praise must not be predicated on how I feel. I refuse to come to this pulpit and let how I feel dictate how I preach. I know there's some things we cannot, we cannot help. There's some that may not be able to physically respond. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. But I'm talking about the attitude of our worship and praise. I refuse to come in because I've had a bad week, fold my arms and say, you minister to me and talk me out of the, of the deep bottomless pit that I'm in. I want to come into the house of the Lord. Nevertheless, whatever I've been through, whatever I've faced, nevertheless, I come to praise Him. Nevertheless, I'm going to worship Him. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, my bank account may be empty. Nevertheless. 
Oh, come on, I wish I could get some people tonight to get a nevertheless in your spirit and declare tonight, it doesn't matter what I've been through. Nevertheless, he's worthy. Nevertheless, I'll praise him. Watch this, the 43rd, 44th verse said, and he, talking about Jesus, he be in agony. He prayed more earnestly. Same text. Jesus being in agony, prayed more earnestly. Let me tell you what a made up mind will cause you to do. When you recognize that the nevertheless, maybe I got to go through it. It'll cause you to pray more earnestly. You don't have to be in a fiery furnace to get earnest with the Lord. But I come tonight to remind you, you don't need to stop praying because you're in a valley. It has never made sense to me why people go through a struggle, go through disappointment, and the first thing they do is want to drop out of church, find fault with everything and everybody, and, and, and fuss and cuss and carry on about everything that's wrong. If you had a nevertheless in your spirit, when you go through that hard time, you'll learn to pray more earnestly. Oh, can I be real with you tonight? I don't walk around on the clouds and hear the voice of God every week. Sometimes I walk to this pulpit and preach because it's a God calling and because God sent me here. I don't always hear from heaven. God doesn't always speak a word into my ear. Some days I have to get up and make myself pray. Some days I have to make myself study. Sometimes, just like you, I have to tell myself it's church time. Missing is not an option. i got to get up, get myself dressed, bring myself to the house of the Lord. I've got to pray more earnestly during those times. See, there's seasons when we're drawn to prayer. Those are easy times to pray. When things are going good, it's easy to pray. Man, I just find myself praying, talking to the Lord, calling people on the phone. It's just, man, it's wonderful. I was over at the Sanchez's house, my wife and I, last week, and we, uh, week before last, and we, were, we just had a wonderful time talking about the Lord, and we were in the middle of talking. I even felt the presence of God. We're laughing and talking and clowning around and sharing stories, and I felt the presence of the Lord while I was sitting there listening to testimonies I felt strong in the Lord that's not the time that I've got to pray more earnestly but it's when I'm alone by myself and I'm struggling and things aren't going so well and, it, and it's not Sunday night church time but I'm alone somewhere where nobody knows what I'm going through and, and I'm feeling like giving up and I'm feeling like throwing in the towel that's when I've got to pray more earnestly and that's that's where you win the victory over the enemy. You don't win the victory over the enemy on the mountaintop, but you defeat the enemy when you're in agony and you pray more earnestly. Our response to the battle at hand should be determined before we ever get into the fight. How I'm going to handle the situation must already be predetermined. God may not always give us what we want. He may not always answer when we think He ought to. But He will always give us strength. And if we'll just keep praying and keep fasting and keep being faithful, 
He will give us the strength and the courage to be able to make it through. If you want to have faith that will close the mouth of the lions, that will walk with you through the fiery furnace, that kind of faith is not spur-of-the-moment faith. Can I get something in your spirit tonight? It's good to have things happen and have a reactionary faith, but it's better if you have a predetermined faith. It does not matter. I'm telling you, before it ever comes, nevertheless, regardless what I go through, regardless what I face, I will go through it and hold on to his hand. God, I'm asking you to get me out of it. But if not, I'm going to keep trusting. There are times in our lives when our backs are against the wall and it seems like there's no hope. Again and again, I've seen God deliver people from their troubles. But I've also seen times when God chooses to not deliver people. I was in the hospital this week and I had to say some things I don't understand. Some tests I don't understand. Some trials I don't understand. I want to ask God about it when I get to heaven. But I know this much. God honors faithfulness. And God honors a made up mind. Some of the most faithful people at times finds themselves in situations that is out of their control. And we can easily become bitter. We can easily begin to question God. We can easily begin to say, God, what in the world am I going through? God, why am I going through it? God, when are you going to bring me out of it? And it seems we have no answer. I find a story in the Gospel of Luke, the 7th chapter. There's a man by the name of John the Baptist. How many of you know who he is? He was the forerunner of Christ. He found himself in a situation. The Bible said in Luke chapter 7, verse 20, when the men were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or should we look for another? And in that same hour, he cured many from their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits. And unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how the blind see, how the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor, unto the poor the gospel is preached. And then he gets to verse 23. Now you got to get this now. Here is John in jail. John is wrapped up in jail. He, he, he's facing certain death. If, if, if God doesn't deliver him, if, if, if there isn't another jailbreak, if there's not another situations of angels coming in and breaking the, the bonds that hold him and the, and the jail opening up, maybe it's an earthquake, maybe it's lightning and thunder, maybe God changes the king's heart, whatever it is, but God was needing to come through for him. And all in the middle of all of this turmoil and trouble, John knowing that death was imminent, him, he knew that it was just a short time and his head was going to be rolled onto a platter. He was wondering now, what am I going to do? Jesus comes along and Jesus said, 
to the disciples of John, I want you to go to where John is. And when you get there, I want you to tell John. I want you to remind him. I want you to say to him of the things that you've heard. Tell him how the, the blind see. Tell him how the lame walk. Tell him how the lepers are cleansed. Tell him how the deaf hear. Tell him how the dead are raised. Tell him that the poor is being preached to the gospel. And then verse 23. And he said, and blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Did you get that? John's in jail. John's about to die. Jesus tells the disciples of John, go to John. And when you get there, tell him about all the great miracles that's happening. And then don't you leave before you tell him, blessed is he who is not offended in me. And John died in the prison. Here's what you've got to understand. There's some things that we cannot know. Some things we may not understand. But blessed is, uh, is he who is not offended in him. The only way that you can prevent becoming offended uh, because of some of the things you go through and some of the un answered questions that you have in life is you have to my God you've got to have a made up mind some of the hurt, some of the disappointment, some of the loss, some of the sickness, terminal illness. I can't answer these things. Why? 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 I don't have answer. But blessed is he who is not offended in him. In other words, Lord, we ask you to deliver. But if not, my mind is made up. My feet are on the rock. I will not turn my back on you. I am going to serve you. I am going to live for you all the way to the end. Blessed is he who is not offended in me. I won't preach much, much longer, but we cannot afford to be angry at God. We can't afford to be upset with God. It's not God's fault. Of course he could bring us through. Most of the things we go through in life are poor decisions and poor judgment on our own. It's not things that God has brought on us. Every now and then God will bring things upon us for the trial of our faith. But even during these times, he will not allow. In Job's life, he allowed Satan to have access to him, but to every part of his life, but he could not take his life from him. You cannot afford to get bitter because of what you're going through. Know this, God is always working things for your good. God is always looking out for your betterment. He is always concerned about where you are and what you're going through. Lord, I'm asking you tonight to deliver, but if not, I still have a made-up mind. I can't afford to become bitter. I can't afford the luxury of bitterness. I can't afford to get angry with God. I hope you never have to face another storm in life, child of God. I hope you never have to go through another thing in life. I hope there's always food on your table. I hope you're always healthy. I hope your family's always together. But if not, is there anybody in this room tonight that can make up in your mind that regardless what I go through, regardless what I face, I still will trust Him. I still will be faithful. I still will serve Him. But if not, still I'll trust him. Anybody in this house today that's made up your mind? Why don't you stand with me tonight? Anybody made up your mind? Anybody made up your mind what you're going to do? Before you ever get in the storm, you already made up your mind? 
I close with this, Acts chapter 16. There's a couple of men by the name of Paul and Silas. They were thrown into prison for preaching the gospel. They weren't thrown in prison for breaking the law. They were thrown in prison for preaching the gospel. It was nothing more than doing the will of God. And they're thrown in prison. But the Bible said that there was a multitude rose together against them. Magistrates rent their clothes off of them. Commanded them to be beat. And when they had laid many, they were beaten. See, they laid many stripes upon them. They cast them into the prison. Charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. But then there's verse 25. And at midnight, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. Is there anybody in your midnight hour can make up your mind that regardless what I'm going to go through, regardless what I'm facing, regardless what I'm struggling with, I have a made up mind that I will be faithful until the end. You got a made up mind tonight? Come on, put your hands together. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do tonight. If you've made up your mind that regardless what comes your way, I want you just to send a message to the, to the enemy tonight. Would you do that? I know I haven't preached long. Service has gone kind of short. We're going to get you out in time to be able to go to Pizza Hut and rejoice and celebrate. But right now, why don't you just step out in the aisle? Why don't you just make your way to the front of this room and just let the devil know, I, I prefer to be delivered, but if not. I prefer to not have to go through it, but if not. Regardless what I face, I'm still going to serve the Lord. I'm still going to be faithful. Come on, lift your hands all over the building. Let's call on the name of the Lord. Come on, lift up your voice. Let's call on the name of the Lord. God, we thank you tonight. We honor you. We praise you. We bless your name, Lord. Whatever I face, whatever I go through, God, you're going to be faithful to us. You're going to keep us through it. And we bless your name. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Let's do this tonight. Still I will trust him. And still I will follow. And still I To your everything. Though the storm rages on. And I can't find my way. Still I will trust you, Lord. Put us in whatever key we need to be in, Isaac. And still I will trust you. Oh, still. 
Come on, let it be your prayer tonight. Come on together now. Still I will trust. Oh, still I will follow. Together, let's lift our voice and sing it. Oh, still I will trust, and still I will follow. Still I will, I will listen to Though the storm rages on. Come on, lifted hands high. Say, oh, still, still I will trust it. Oh, and still I will follow. Still I will. I will listen to your every Though the storm rages on. Commit that to him right now. Would you do that? Would you do that? Commit it to him.